10 ways to improve your mental performance. Today, I'm going to share with you 10 ways to improve your mental performance, 10 ways to supercharge your mind for optimal performance. And stay tuned because I have a bonus tip at the end that will take your life to the next level on your personal path of evolution. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now it's time to disrupt. And with that, folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I am your host, Steve Cutler, and today I want to talk to you about 10 ways, 10 tips to improve your overall mental performance. Before we get started, I want to thank you for listening to the Evolve Podcast. You see, the Evolve Podcast is part of our passion to provide no-cost-to-consumer content that will help you disrupt and evolve into your highest self. As a coach, consultant, and speaker for over two decades, I know the power and value of having a coach and a tribe around you to help create clarity, consistency, and accountability. With that in mind, I want to remind you that we offer one-on-one coaching to help you evolve into your best self. And in addition to our one-on-one coaching, our flagship product, the Evolve Coaching Mastermind, is for men and women who want the most out of their life. Above the fold, men and women who are fathers, mothers, decision makers, and leadership roles, people who are driven, successful in most areas of life, but have not quite mastered the four tenets of evolving their body, mind, soul, and tribe. For more information on our coaching, please click the link in the show notes, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. And now, on to the show. Today, I want to give you 10 ways to improve your mental performance. And hey, stay tuned, because at the end, I've got a masterclass level bonus tip for those of you that have the patience to get through an entire episode. Because, well, let's face it, if you don't have the time, the patience, you probably aren't ready for a masterclass level. You might get to number one or number two, and you may bounce off, and that's okay. Wherever you're at in your personal path of evolution, I want to meet you there, and I want you to take what it is that you need and move forward with it. So today, we're going to talk about the 10 ways to improve mental performance. And I know this is not an exhaustive list, but it should be enough to get you to the point where you can take some actionable steps to improve your overall mental performance. Now, mental performance, what is that? Think about it like your physical performance in the gym. If you are strong and you continue to get stronger, that means you can lift the same weight for more repetitions, or you can lift a heavier weight for the same number of repetitions that you used to do with a lighter weight. Mental performance is much the same way. We all have stress in life. We have things that we need to accomplish. We have challenges, problems that we need to solve. And your mental performance is how you show up on a day-to-day basis. Some days, sure, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than others. Some days you might have more energy. Some days you have less, and that's okay. But your overall mental performance, and if you look at it in terms of an aggregate of how you're showing up to life mentally and emotionally, it is completely tied to your habits. Over time, many of us 
have decreased in our overall mental performance. And so today's episode is to help you to identify why you might be struggling to push forward on that personal path of evolution. So let's jump right in. Number one way to improve your mental performance is get lean. I know that might be a shock to some of you, and you may be saying, what are you talking about, Steve? What do you mean by getting lean? Well, the other day I had a conversation with a friend and a client who had made the the choice to get leaner, to lose the excess body fat, to develop the strength that she was looking for. And she made a comment that I thought was extremely profound and made me pause and reflect on several other comments that people have made in this same vein, and also with my own personal experience. You see, when we get lean, when we are stronger and leaner, we don't worry as much about our body. She said to me, Steve, one day I put my pants on and I didn't have to think about whether or not they were fitting. I didn't have to think about whether things were hanging over And when I was going out and at my son's soccer game, I wasn't worried about how I felt. I wasn't worried about how I looked, and I found I was more present. Now, think about this for a second. How often during the day are you leaking mental energy? How often during the day do you avoid mirrors or when you walk by the mirror, you look in it and you have this disgusted look and feeling because you're not quite where you want to be? That 20 pounds extra turned into 30 and you have a sense of self-disgust, loathing, and it drains you consistently. It's the whole concept of a death by a thousand cuts. You see, if you're not lean enough to where you feel great, You will constantly be draining your mental energy until you get lean, until you get to the point where you feel vibrant and you can show up. Going back to what my friend client said, she made the comment to me. She said, I didn't realize how much I was missing and how much I was not present. Now I'm a better mother. Now I can show up and I'm not worried. I'm not thinking about it. Well, yeah, Steve, but we shouldn't worry about how we look. Look, let me be honest about something. That comment, when I hear it, is the biggest bunch of bullshit that I've ever heard in my entire life. We are human beings that are just hardwired to appreciate beauty. We are hardwired that nobody that I ever have met has said, I'm going to make a trip. I'm going to plan to go on vacation to the ugliest place in the world. I am attracted to the most ugly things in the world. Guys, we are attracted to beauty. And when we get leaner, we feel better. We feel more vibrant. We feel more beautiful. I've been in this space, in the health and fitness space, for almost a quarter of a century, over two decades, and I have not once seen a person get lean without loving how they looked and how they felt. So stop leaking energy by having this excess body fat. Stop leaking mental energy by letting it just weigh on your mind over and over again. 
and get lean. Number two, get strong. Physical strength is directly tied to your mental strength. The brain, and we're talking about the mind, right? So let's talk a little bit about how the brain functions. The brain is the head of the entire central nervous system. The brain controls the central and the peripheral nervous system. The signals that come from the brain to the central and the peripheral nervous system, they also control how your body works relative to the firing of those muscles so that you can get strong. As you get strong, as you lift more weights, you build more muscle, you have to develop your mental strength. I have never trained any person in my entire life that got stronger physically that did not get stronger mentally. It just can't happen. You have to have focus. Your nervous system has to become attuned to lifting heavier weights. I've trained people from all walks of life. I have coached professional Olympic athletes, strong men. It doesn't matter. Fitness figure competitors and just your regular average daily drivers. Every single person that got stronger became more mentally fit. If you are lifting 100 pounds, on your squat right now, in order to go from 100 to 150, 100 to 200, or like one of my recent clients who's lost 17 pounds of body fat and now pushed over 300 pounds on his squat and told me the other day, Steve, since I started working with you, I've lost 17 pounds, I've pushed 300 pounds, and I've doubled my income. He is stronger in every way. His mental focus has improved, his ability to push through the burning pain that happens in the gym, the fatigue, getting strong develops your mental strength. So tip number two, get strong. Tip number three, go to bed early. Years ago, I can't even remember how long ago it was, I learned a tip from a mentor of mine that said, if you're in bed and you are asleep, Sometime between 10, 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock, but ideally by 10 o'clock or even 9, 9.30, and you get to sleep early, you will have better physical and psychological recovery because the brain goes through, or the body and brain go through a process of recovery when we sleep. The first few hours of the night, we go through physical recovery. If we've worked out that day, then the body goes through and starts to repair even more all of the things that we did to it. But then there's a point where we go into deeper sleep and we start to get more psychic recovery. Those typically are the times where the brain tries to figure out what in the world happened that day. And so you may even have some strange dreams because of things that you saw. But what I found is if I were to take and I did a, a test on this on myself uh, several years ago for, uh, quite frankly, several weeks, if not a couple of months at a time, where I took and said, okay, I'm going to try to get eight hours of sleep, but I'm going to do it later. I'm going to go to bed at midnight. I'm going to go to bed at one. I'm going to go to bed at two. And then I did the same thing and I tried to get the eight hours of sleep, but I did it earlier. Hands down, there was no, like, no comparison whatsoever. 
when I got to bed early, I not only felt more physically recovered, but mentally I was sharp, I was awake, and I was much more aware. Going to bed early requires a certain habit. It requires that you are shutting things down earlier. You have good, what we call sleep hygiene. You have great habits. You're tucking yourself in at night with these beautiful habits that will nurture you. And so I don't think that it's just about the recovery that happens in the brain, but I think it's about the investment that you're putting into yourself. Because in order to be the type of person that goes to bed early, you have to be planning your life well, and you have to take care of yourself in order to get that early sleep. So tip number three, go to bed early. Tip number four on our list of the 10 ways to improve mental performance is get up at the same time every day. And this includes the weekends. Well, yeah, but I want to sleep in on the weekend. Why? Why is that a construct that we have adopted? Why is that an idea that we said that the weekend needs to be a weak end to our week? We don't look for things to be weaker at certain times. You want more rest. You need more rest on a weekend because you've had a busier or stressful week. Take a nap sometime during the day. But get up at the same time every day. Repetition is the mother of all skill. And if you want to have great, great mental health, get up at the same time and hit the same routine, whatever your routine is. For me, I'll get up in the morning at the same time every day and I go through the exact same physical routine. That physical routine gets me prepped and ready for the day. Mentally, I am sharp. Now, even if on a morning like this morning, I woke up and I was feeling a little bit more groggy than normal, but I go through my routine, walk out to the kitchen, I get my espresso going, and as soon as I sit down and my hand hits the book to start to read, everything turns on. My mind is awake, my body feels alive, and it doesn't matter how I felt when I was dragging myself out of bed at 4 a.m. I just got to the point where this physical routine, this physical movement, and I'm not talking about working out, I'm just talking about going through the motion to train my body, to train my mind to be strong and healthy, to improve the performance, that physical routine that I go through primes me and preps me for great mental performance. And it could do the same for you. Now, number five, this is something that when, if you would have told me this when I was a kid, I would have never believed you. Uh, and uh, even probably 20 some odd years ago, when I got into health and fitness, I'm, I think I probably would have argued with you on this one. But number five is this, watch your carbohydrate intake, especially your sugar intake. Now, I've been in a relatively low carb lifestyle for the better part of, uh, I don't know, six or seven years at this stage. Higher carbohydrate intake, especially higher sugar intake, can affect the, the function of the brain and your mental performance in a very negative way. I'm not going to get too much into the science of it, and I'm not even really going to debate you on this. I just want you to try it. Watch the carbohydrate intake. I'm not saying you have to cut carbohydrates completely out. I'm not saying that you have to uh, view these uh, carbohydrates and sugars as, as an enemy. All I'm saying is 
test it. Pay attention to your carbohydrate intake. It's a different thing for every single person. But my experience, not only with myself, but with my clients is that as we regulate carbohydrates and tend to bring them a little bit more on the lower scale, then their mental performance does better. So out of our 10 ways to improve mental performance, we're moving on to number six, and that is read something new daily. It doesn't matter whether it's fiction or nonfiction. I see a lot of people flexing online and saying, I'm reading this and I'm, you know, as if they are smarter than everybody else because they're reading the new book. Or if you're like me, who was a constant over consumer for a lot of years with uh, the nonfiction space. And then at some point I woke up and said, yeah, this is great that I'm looking at, or that I'm reading all of this nonfiction, but now what? I'm applying less than one to 2% of what I'm reading. It's interesting, but I'm applying less than one to 2% of it. And I shifted over to uh, where I started to read more fiction. Why fiction? Fiction's a waste of time, right? Now, fiction is a great way to stimulate the brain in a different way. You see, when you read fiction, you're reading a story. The brain learns and absorbs information better in stories. And one of the things that I have gathered from reading great fictional novels, great fictional writers, is the nuances of how we interact with each other. But I also envision, I can tell you right now, one of my favorite books that's sitting on my shelf is Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises. And I have all of the places that the characters go to envisioned in very vivid pictures in my mind. Reading as something every single day, fiction and or nonfiction, helps to improve your overall brain performance. You see, it's not just about the consumption of knowledge. Like I said, when you're reading fiction, you're visualizing, you're using imagination, which is critical to being able to solve problems. So number six, read something new daily. Number seven, learn a new physical skill or a movement on a regular basis. Now, this doesn't have to be something complicated. Maybe you want to go take a dance class or you want to learn a new move or you just want to learn how to do a new exercise in the gym. It doesn't really matter what it is, but it creates massive dexterity in the brain. It creates this neuroplasticity when you are consistently learning a new physical skill. It takes focus. It takes the ability to adapt. And one of the things that I found is that if you are practicing new physical skill on a regular basis, not only are you improving your overall nervous system and your overall mental performance, but you're leaning into something that we're going to talk about in the bonus tip. So stay tuned for that. Number seven, learn a new physical skill or a movement regularly. Number eight, practice meditation, mindfulness, or at least just stillness. Taking time to yourself seems like a foreign concept in our day and age. Getting away from the screens, turning things off, not having a constant stimulation coming from somewhere seems like a completely foreign idea or a foreign thought. 
I've got to be connected. I have to know how many people liked my most recent post. If I don't know what's going on through all the text messages and the emails and all of those things that are coming at me, I don't feel important. That's the mantra that we live by this these days. One of the best ways to improve your overall mental performance is just get back to who you are. Practice some sort of meditation, some sort of mindfulness, or some sort of stillness on a regular basis. Now, mindfulness doesn't need to be an extremely difficult thing. I can't tell you the number of people that tell me that they don't have the time to make great food. So they're just going to order it and wait for the 20, 30, 40 minutes for it to show up at the door. They don't have the time. And so they're just going to go out. And so it takes them 20, 30, 40 minutes. Or they don't have the time to prepare great food, to go to the grocery store, such a hard thing. And then to go to the uh, go back home and make the food. Oh, I don't know what to do. And so I'm going to have to look up a recipe. And instead of developing their skills over time and figuring out what do you enjoy and how can you make that thing consistently on a regular basis, they don't have the time to do that. We're too busy. So we just stop and grab McDonald's. Mindfulness is the opposite of that. Mindfulness is I am mindful of what I'm putting in my body. Now, if you think you don't have the time, I would challenge you on that. You're on your way home. Stop by the grocery store. Pick up some chicken. Pick up some steak. Pick up whatever it is. One of the habits that I have is every morning, I'll pull out a steak. I'll season it while the pan is warming up. My butter is in there. I might slice up some shallots or some onions, some garlic. And then as soon as it's ready to go, I put the steak in. And while that's going, I go in and I lay out my clothes for the day. I come back, flip it, and then the steak is ready about five minutes later. This entire process takes me about 15 minutes at best every single day. 15 minutes of mindfulness, 15 minutes where I'm in a meditative state making beautiful food so that I can eat in a way that I feel amazing. Steak and eggs in the morning, that protein and fat sparks my mental energy, but it's a very mindful practice. So number eight, practice meditation, mindfulness, or at least stillness on a regular basis. Now we're coming up to the end of our list at number nine. We have learn to breathe the right way. I can't tell you how powerful this is and how many people are getting it wrong. I would imagine as you're listening to this, if you were to stop and say, okay, what do you mean by breathe the right way? Are you breathing from your mouth or your nose? If you're breathing from your mouth, you're doing it wrong. If you're breathing from your nose, but your shoulders rise up, you're doing it wrong. If you're breathing from either one of those two orifices and the chest expands before the belly does, you're doing it wrong. Breath is powerful. Oxygen helps the mind. It gives energy to the body so that you have vitality. There should be a rhythm to your breathing. The majority of us, in fact, all of us really, should be breathing through our nose. The nose filters a significant amount of the particles 
It also helps us to stay healthy because the filtering system that happens through the nose blocks out these particles, these viruses, these bacteria that will easily get into the body through mouth breathing. When you breathe through your nose, then what should happen is that breath should start to push the lungs to open up and pushing down on your diaphragm, which means that typically your belly expands. Now, the secondary part of a deep breath is where your lungs expand and your chest opens up. And finally, if you're getting the deepest breath in the world, your shoulders will rise up towards your ears. Most people breathe in the opposite way. They'll breathe through the mouth and they shrug their shoulders. If you're breathing through your mouth and you're shrugging your shoulders, you are stimulating that stress, fight or flight response. And some people it's fight, flight, or freeze. And so whatever it is for you, you're stimulating that response by the way you breathe. You want to improve your mental performance? Learn to breathe the right way. Practice consistent, deep breaths through your nose. Every time you're walking around and you find your jaw dropped open as you're walking through the store or your work or wherever you're at, Pay attention, close the mouth, and just start to breathe through your nose. The belly should expand, then maybe the chest. And if you're going through normal everyday activities, you should never see your shoulders rising up to meet your ears. So number nine, learn to breathe the right way. Number 10, on our list of 10 ways to improve mental performance is consider nightly mouth taping. Now, I know this sounds weird, and I thought the same thing as I heard it the first time. In fact, my good friend Casey Ruff, who hosts the wildly successful Boundless Body Radio, had recommended this to me one day. And I thought, you have got to be kidding. Tape your mouth at night? And I'll tell you, it's one of the best habits that I've picked up in the past three years. So there's a simple, easy um, Amazon life hack. It costs you two or three dollars. You get this 3M microfiber tape and you take you tear off a small piece and put it across your mouth at night. And what this does is it keeps your mouth closed while you're sleeping. By keeping your mouth closed while you're sleeping, you breathe in through your nose. You breathe out through your nose and you train your body to take its breaths through the nose. By doing this, you tend to get deeper sleep. By doing this, you also wake up less dehydrated. There's a lot of information out there that you can read about it, how it works, what the mechanisms are, and what the benefits are. I'm just telling you from what I've read, studied, and my own personal experience, I have never seen better quantifiable data in my sleep score, and I have never felt better on a consistent basis with vitality and energy as I have with just a simple piece of tape over my mouth at night. In fact, I don't get sick as often as I used to. And when I do, I kick those colds, whatever, flus, whatever it is, so much faster on average than what I used to because I'm breathing through my nose, not just during the day, but at night as well. All right. 10 ways. We just went through the list. 
Let's do a recap and then I'm going to share with you the bonus. Now, remember, don't keep listening if you got to this point and you say some of this stuff, especially that last one, is so unrelatable. I don't even want to hear the bonus because the bonus is masterclass level. So let me do a recap and then you can end the episode there. For those of you that want to stay and listen, we'll go deeper into the bonus. But number one, way to improve mental performance is get lean. Number two, get strong. Number three, go to bed early. Number four, get up at the same time every day. Number five, watch your carbohydrate intake, especially your sugar intake. Number six, read something new daily, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. Number seven, learn a new physical skill or movement routine regularly. Number eight, practice meditation, mindfulness, or at least stillness. Number nine, learn to breathe the right way. And finally, number 10, consider nightly mouth taping. Now here's the bonus. For anyone that is still here, here's the bonus masterclass level. One of the best ways that I found to improve mental performance is tackle the most difficult items on your daily routine, on your daily challenges, your to-do list, whatever you want to call it first. Tackle the most difficult things first, and you will find massive, massive improvement in your overall mental performance. Test me on this theory, but do it without tackling the most important things first. Just test me in this way. The next time you're in the gym, I want you to go and stand on a treadmill. I want you to pick a, a speed that you feel relatively comfortable with. But take your um, incline up to a five, and after a couple of minutes, take it up to a 10. So you're now walking on a 10% incline, and you're going to do that for another couple of minutes. So you've got two minutes at a flat, two minutes at a five, two minutes at a 10. So here we are about six, seven minutes in, and you're going to raise that incline to the top level. Most treadmills go up to a 15% incline. I want you to take it up to 15 and I want you to maintain two to three minutes at that level. After you've done two to three minutes with that same pace, I want you to drop it down to a 10. After a minute at a 10, I want you to drop it to a five. A five will feel like you are almost walking downhill, but you're at a 5% incline. The principle here is that when you tackle the most difficult thing in your day, First, you are telling your nervous system that everything else from here is easy. You are leaning into courage. You are leaning into your ability to create. You are leaning into this idea that you are a more evolved human because when you tackle the most difficult thing first, you are signaling to your brain and to your body. Not only can you handle difficult things, but handling difficult things is just who you are. Tackle the most difficult thing first, and you will find that your nervous system will become much more calm when you're handling everything else in life. If you wait to tackle the most difficult thing, the most difficult conversation, the most difficult task, you wait to do that later in the day, you will not be performing at your optimal because whether you realize it or not, in the back of your brain, 
you're thinking about the most difficult thing. You are worrying about the most difficult thing and you are leaking mental energy everywhere. What a lot of people don't understand is that the one organ in your entire body that uses more energy than anything else is your brain. You see, when you wait to tackle your most difficult thing, when you wait to have that difficult conversation, when you wait to lean into the challenge, you are leaking energy. You are utilizing sugars and maybe even ketones, depending on how you're eating, but you are leaking energy from your brain because you are constantly processing. And if you're like most people, you are also painting a picture. You're telling a story of how hard that difficult thing is going to be. And then once you get into it, you realize it's not that difficult. So the bonus tip, the master class level is tackle the most difficult thing first. Do this and it will feel like walking from a 15% on the treadmill down to a 10. And there you have it, folks, 10 ways to improve your mental performance. Which one resonates the most with you? Which one of these do you need to learn and implement first in your life? Send me a message on Instagram or just drop me a comment. I'll be going through my messages and picking one random person to send you an evolved snapback hat because, hey, when you're improving your mental performance, we got to make your brain look good. And we're going to do that by putting an evolved cap on top of that big, beautiful brain. And on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I am your host, Steve Cutler, reminding you that it takes time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.